Nine Roof Fans Podcast. What's good, y'all? What's good? What's good? Biggest news of the sports world right now. Bad Bunny Bear Bear Bear. Your boy. Ba, 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 ba. Your boy was in the WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Getting it down, <laughs> putting it on, <laughs> putting PR on the map out here in the ring. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't. I missed it. I didn't see the clip. Apparently, oh. apparently, Bad Bunny is like a fucking wrestling nerd, and he always wanted to do. I think there was a video of him at the Heat game where he like put the water in his mouth and like spit it in the air like Triple H or some shit. So he's like a wrestling nerd, and he got to jump. He got to go into the Royal Rumble and go off the ring and jump into two guys like fucking frog splash them. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but off onto the floor, not even on the, not even in the ring, like to the floor where these guys were standing. So well, we got in the ring, you looked around. This is Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yo, dude, I used to be so into WWE when I was like a kid. I was like diehard. I went to the thing. I went to one of the events. Um, I think it was just Monday Night Raw. Nice. I never been. I haven't seen it in fucking ages now i have no oh. idea what anything's going on Apparently, i don't know who's in it triple h one i didn't even know this man was still wrestling this is would he come out of retirement like well, i don't know he looks he looks old bro this man looks like he's like 55 i think i saw <laughs> an interview of him recently oh, he's still yeah. up though he's bigger than all of us this man it's crazy I've been seeing the Undertaker doing a shit ton of interviews all over the place. Like, yeah. I don't know for what, but he retired. He retired. He's a retired. So like he's doing his little tour. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know, out the business. Yeah. So like now he doesn't have to be the fucking Undertaker. He can just be, fuck, I forgot his first name, but nah, bro. I don't know. There's got to be like something, right? I mean, Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> bro, your boy Booker T came back too. I don't know if you guys remember him. He was out there. Yeah. Well, that's because doesn't uh, Bad Bunny have a song named after him? I think so. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was in that too. Album. Bad Bunny had a bunch of spots. Like he was. Look at T's got to be old as shit because he was old when I was watching it. Yeah, all these guys, all these guys are in their late fifties. They're in their fi- late fifties, all of them. Let's John Cena push. John Cena's got to be in his forties, right? Yeah, he's probably pushing fifty-two. He's probably pushing fifty-two. Let me see this. I thought childhood right there. Maybe for you. Teenagers. John Cena's forty-three. Bro, John Cena is fucking Tom Brady. He's forty-three. Yeah, that's wild. Dude, six six one two fifty, solid. <laughs> Dude, fucking yoked. You think he's uh, that? Oh, hundred percent. They all are. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like eighty percent of them are. <laughs> I'm sure even the women are like. Uh, there's no way John Cena's not like fucking shooting his ass up. I thought I was dope, man, for Bad Bunny to be out there representing. Eh, yeah, I liked him better in the Super Bowl. For like, <laughs> I the thought it was kind of twenty corny. seconds he was on there. <laughs> like ten seconds with J Lo and Shakira. Oh, overall performance on that. Well, anyways. Yeah. Talking about news going on in sports. You know what I mean? Biggest thing over the weekend. Matt Stafford getting traded. Hold on, hold on. Real quick. Real quick. Let's just acknowledge, JoJo, do you feel better now coming back? Because I know you had to go back home to Buffalo. This guy. Console your family. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Bro, not a Buffalo fan. Never been. <laughs> <laughs> Then where were you then? Where were you? Uh, how was that flight, man? I heard the whole blizzard up in, in Buffalo. Yeah, it's cold, know. man. Like 18 yeah. inches. Like, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. 
Yeah. Oh, that's why I, I thought you were. That's why I thought Bill's you were gone. Mafia. <laughs> Bill's mafia was just destroyed, man. Yeah, you know, I had to make sure my family was good. You know, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, Matt no, Stafford on the Lions. Matt Stafford, yeah. Lions traded for three picks. I think it was two first rounders and one third rounder this year. Uh, and Jared Goff. Is so, it third rounder this year or is it next uh, year? Yeah, third rounder this year. And then uh, 2022 uh, and 23 first round. Yeah. And then a 21 okay. third round. And then J- Jared Goff got yeah, traded. Jax has, has the Rams pick this year. And then, the, yeah, I guess they gave it up. Yeah. I mean, aside from the picks, quarterback standpoint, on that trade, you guys think about that. Even that is a lot. That is a lot. And I understand Jared Goff. Uh, you know, went to the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, he he did not have a very good year this year, and that is a lot. Two first round picks. I gotta say, okay, maybe you send one, uh, one first rounder, a third round, or whatever. But he sent two of them for the next two years. That is a lot. That's kind of hefty. Very hefty. Um. So, but I think I think it was kind of everybody saw the writing on the wall, right? Because uh, I think everybody expect like uh, the Lions fans expected to, for him to get traded, for Matt Stafford to get traded. Um, and you know, we were talking about these quarterbacks that are up in the air. You know, Matt Stafford was definitely one of them. It was like he might get released. Um, it's a little bit of a hefty price, maybe too much that I would pay. Yeah. But I mean, the deal is done, and he, you know, he's going to be in LA now, and and hopefully that'll help. You know, LA, LA needed that push because Jared Goff really didn't. Uh, play up to expectations that he, you know, did the year before. Um, especially, you know, I think one of the big things was uh, what quarter, what running back did well, he, did, not he? Gurley. Okay. Cause I'm thinking of uh, the wide receiver. They also lost. Um, um, Cause they just had, they just had cup, they had cup and woods. Those were their best two um, receivers. I don't know who else they lost. I can't. There was a third receiver. I think they lost. I forget. I was going to say, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's good for Matt Stafford. I think um, you know you got to change the scenery. You've been you know your whole career with Detroit, and I don't yeah. think what what is it? he didn't even get to a playoff win or anything. They didn't even get he he's been to the playoffs. His best season was eleven and five, but they yeah. lost. He's yet to win a playoff game, which is yeah. probably going to change this year. So like, if I'm him, like I'm fucking relieved. I'm just relieved to get out of it and be in a new situation. You move to LA, you see what what can happen you know what i mean um jared goff we'll see i don't, I don't know what kind of other moves that they're going to try to make around jared goff and, and the lions but i mean I'm, I'm, if i'm matt stafford i'm i'm feeling pretty good today this week yeah dude i mean i'm glad he's out of that shit situation that is detroit and like dude he's been there for 12 years he's with a horrible team i mean his best team was like 11 and 5 and they got blown out oh, i don't forget what the score of that game was actually i just remember the not being close but the, he needed he he already talked about everybody already knew at the end of the season this was it like he still had uh years left on his contract but he was definitely gonna get traded i didn't like honestly the rams threw me completely off guard i had no idea that was they were even in the ballpark i was thinking i mean everybody thought it was it's going to be either between the colts and the the niners yeah and I saw the Niners were offering um, – they were speculated to offer a first-round pick and a second-round pick for Stafford. And then the Colts were putting together a package where they kept – the Colts kept their first-round, their 21st pick, but, like, putting it in their package of, like, I guess, later-round picks to then grab him. But then, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't blame Detroit. I mean, the Rams literally gave them two first rounders. Two first rounders. I mean, that's a lot. And I think, I think this is huge. I think this is huge. I mean, you're talking about he. I think he said he's only had um, one top ten defense in his entire career, and that was the year they went eleven and five and went to the playoffs. Wow, that was his only year. He's had a top ten defense, so he's going into the number one defense in the league. He is. Um, He's going to have some weapons. He's uh, we got Sean McVay with his. I'm curious to see how that's going to work out because Sean McVay likes to run a lot of bootlegs, and um, Matt Stafford's not really that type of guy to do that. So we'll see how he tailors that for his skill set. But I mean, they got some offensive weapons with Acres, like you said, Woods. Um, Cup has really came into his own. Um, the offensive line's not bad, and obviously your defense is is stacked with talent. So. I think they're immediate title contender, a hundred percent, and I think that's where he wanted to go. Like he was going to go either the, those three teams. I, the Rams threw me for a loop. I, I had, I knew they weren't going to keep golf. I knew they're going to figure out a way to get rid of him, but I wasn't sure what they were going to do exactly. I, I, the only reason, I mean, it makes sense, but I just didn't think that they're going to go for him because you, we didn't hear any speculation of them being involved in this whatsoever. But they're obviously they're going to be a number one contender immediately. Um, I think they're at least going to make it to the NFC Championship game. Wow! So, expectations there. I mean, they made it to the divisional round with the shitty quarterback with a broken hand. So, I mean, the dude Goff got benched, and then as for Detroit goes, I mean, Detroit, you're going to get a pretty package. Um, I'm not sure it's going to help, obviously, but like the Rams, these next two years are probably going to be title contenders, so they're going to be pretty high picks. So I can see why the Rams were okay with giving away with it because, you know, these are going to be high picks. They're not like true first. Like when you go from like 20th overall to like the end of the third, all those players are about the same. It's really the top 20 or where these are like the big time guys. So I can see why they they did it. I think it was a heavy price to pay. They're going to go on seven years. I think since 2015 all the way up to this is going to be 2024 without a first-round pick. Yeah. So I think eight years, actually. So that that's wild. Like, that's wild. But I'm sure Matt Stafford, he is glad to get out of that situation and actually have a good team surrounding him because I, I he deserves – to get a good team like he really does i mean he's had shit and lo- looking at the uh the lions offense i mean they got they got a couple talent players i don't know if these are enough to like make you you know an amazing team but you got um uh, galladay marvin Jones jr sanu danny Mend- uh, amendola so i mean they got guys that have played in the league and have, yeah deandre uh, swift who actually kind of yeah. came into his own this past year yeah, I remember that drop ball that he had, that touchdown. It was like, oh, yeah, the really first game of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah was he was ass, but then he he really came into his own at the end. He kind of he kind of did some work. I mean, his so we'll offense see. is yeah. his offense is about the same, in all honesty. Probably a little bit better. I think he has a. I think Acres is probably a better running back, unless DeAndre Swift like comes better. But I think the offense is relatively the same. He's going to have a better O-line, but the defense is what's really going to help him. I think that's that's huge because especially in a league where people are putting up 30 every week, it's it's nice. So, But I think 
he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna like it there, man. He's gonna like it. Yeah. I think people are gonna he's gonna receive well. He's gonna people are gonna receive him well. So yeah. And as for the golf situation, I think golf's gonna be like a bridge guy. I, I can see him. I see him starting this year. I see him starting, probably getting like a fresh start, setting up a new offense around him. Like you said, you mentioned all the Detroit weapons, so he's probably still gonna like he's gonna do some work. He's gonna be probably a good bridge guy. I see them maybe going after somebody as a rookie. Um, I mean, we'll see when the draft comes, but I, I could see them possibly picking somebody up, if not next year for sure. Well, I mean, I, I think they're gonna—he's gonna have to play, right? Because you just traded away your future. You're just gonna wait first first round picks. Like you—you you just picked your guy. Like if you don't play him, if you sit him, if you trade him, you know, you trade two first round picks and then you sit him. Like no, I'm talking oh, about Detroit. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, as a Lions fans, because if you traded you, um, if you gave away you know so much for him, like you better start him, you better play him. If I'm a Lions fan, I want to see Garrett Goff play, and he better be fucking. No, amazing. no, they they received two first round picks. They didn't get the only thing they lost was Stafford. Uh, no, they lost Stafford to get picks. Yeah. I'm confused because <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that they gave away all their picks, so they have to start golf. No, they they still have their picks. They gain picks. Their their draft position does not change this year. Like, except you said they get a third. Oh, round oh okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. I just switched the line, the Rams position with uh with uh. Yeah, you with, got uh, the right here. I was getting heated because you're like, oh, you're gonna trade in a quarterback. I'm like, trade in a quarterback. You just trade it for one. You might as well. All right. No, I'm saying like they might. I think it's still not out of the possibility that they draft somebody and golf says you're a bridge guy. Like if somehow Fields falls to you, or you like Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, or if Zach Wilson falls to you. I don't know if I mean if there, anybody's going to really fall to them because I think they're drafting like eight. So unless they move up, but obviously golf's not the future. I don't think he. I never thought golf was that good. I thought he was heavily overrated the minute he stepped into the league. He never showed. He just looked average at best. I mean, we shall see in the future. I mean, I think the only all the conversations around quarterbacks is going on. Obviously, Deshaun Watson's still out there. My boy uh, Tua. I don't know if you had your updates <laughs> for that. Aaron Rodgers and Tua. Uh, I don't think he's going to have coach. The coach came out from Houston saying that they're not trading Watson. So we'll see. Well, I, I, I don't so buy it. It's. Dude, that Watson situation is just well. It's messy God, because he's already involved in that. He signed his contract already, so he's he's stuck in his contract. So anybody, you know what I mean, and he has that no trade clause. So if you didn't like the deal, don't sign it. If you didn't like the team, yeah, don't sign with them. They're don't not getting him. rid of him. They they, I mean, they've already came out multiple times saying they're not getting rid of him. They all want the money in the beginning. They'll sign that contract, then they're not happy, and then guess what? They try to find ways out. So I mean that's what blows my mind, yeah, about that. Like you signed this second largest contract in like yep. NFL history, if not sports history. I'm not sure. I think it's just NFL though. And then want to be out the year the next year. Like, did you not consider this when you were yeah. I don't know. Unless that's he like, was pushing yeah, I don't know. Unless he wanted to get traded at first, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's going to be, it's such I a tough situation. I don't like the narrative on that. They're like, oh, they're wasting his years. They're wasting his prime years. Listen, that. not everyone wins young. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's one Super Bowl winner every single year. 
right? And it's not going to guarantee that a young quarterback in the league, no matter if you're in your prime or not, you're going to be winning. You still got guys like Tom Brady who are still finding ways to make it there. His tenth appearance. Then you got a young, you know, phenom Mahomes going back to back. Like, yo, there's competition, bro. Like, yeah. well, and then look at the guy we were just talking about, Stafford. You know, huh? I said, look at the guy we we're just talking about, Stafford. Yeah. Stafford played no playoffs wins ten years, yeah. Yeah. and nobody's ever blamed him for it because yeah. he's always put up the numbers and everything. He just had a horrible team around him. Look at Philip Rivers, who just yeah. retired. Yeah. Philip yeah. Rivers never had a great team. But I'm, you know, these guys, you know, they sign these big ass contracts and they sign them early for whatever extensions because they're trying to lock up the money, right? Regardless yeah. of how many years, they're trying to lock up guaranteed money because uh, NFL is a little bit different, right? Because if you don't play, I don't think it, it's not really guaranteed. Only the signing. Is guaranteed. So, um, uh, they try on the contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, he, yeah, they try to lock up big money for a long periods periods of time. So that way, you know, they, you're guaranteed they're gonna take care of their family, whatever. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I can feel for Deshaun Watson. It's like, yo, like, do I have any hope for the future? Like, are we gonna be good? Like, I'm just gonna be here playing, and then and then what? Um, so and, and if it seems like that, uh, he was, I guess, hoping for the the uh. uh the GM and them to be more involved and like he, he wanted to get more involved with like personnel and who's going to bring and what kind of whatever. I um, think the thing was he wanted, he gave a recommendation about GM, for the coach, but yeah, for yeah, the, for or the coach, one of one of the two. Yeah. It was yeah, either yeah. GM or coach. And then they said he's, they just, I guess he, he feels that they completely ignored him. Yeah. Oh, no. So you can understand, like I can understand, like feeling hopeless of like fuck, man. I signed this big ass contract yeah. and like I got no help. Like we fucking suck. We're terrible. We got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Who do I have? I have Kenny Stills, who's broken. I got fucking, I don't know, Duke Johnson. Who, who else is on the team? I guess oh, no. You got dude. I mean, they got some. The real problem is their defense is god awful. I mean, you got Brandon Cooks. You got Randall Cobb. I mean. Those two didn't really do much this year, but then you had um, um, Will Fuller who like fucking blew up this year. David Johnson had an all right season. Duke Johnson had an all right season. The real problem is their defense, and I I do think maybe they need to. Randall Cobb's just old man. They need to get rid of him. He's just he's not the same guy that he was back in Green Bay. Yeah, but. Listen, man, I don't want the NFL turning out to be like the NBA. Some of these guys, they're you know what? They feel like they're going to be helpless and not get a ring in whatever team or organization they are, and then they just give up all hope and then go ring chasing somewhere else. So, yeah, that's the one thing. Like, I don't think – like, obviously, I, I don't want it to become the NBA, but I don't even think it could. It's just not – yeah. It's just not the NFL. The NFL is just not built that way because yeah, yeah. it, ta- I mean, it takes a team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. want it to get that. You know, you got these guys complaining. You know what I mean? Like, I guess oh, no competition. Yeah. It's like the drama, you know, and then the, the competition. I mean, think about it. Like there's only like what five relevant teams in the NBA every year. And then that's it. The rest are just whatever. But I don't think it's built like that because at the end they and football is the bit most teams is the biggest team sport out of all of them. I mean, it takes a whole unit and at the end, like every game, every, it doesn't matter what your record is. They are still like, there's a reason why it's called every game, any given Sunday. Like it doesn't matter who they are on the other side of the field. Like they can still beat you. These are still professional football players and it takes a whole team. So it's, it's hard to, because basketball, I mean, what it takes three players? You need three star players, and you're you're pushing for a title. Like 
every football team has three good players. And then it's all about the positions that you're there's just, and that's why I personally love football so much. And why it's my favorite is because of that It is the ultimate team sport. And any given Sunday. So I guess going back to Tua, I mean, obviously Tua, we kind of know Tua had kind of uh, just an underwhelming year. Not that it was like super spectacular, not that it was, I could see the good and then he had in the season in this year, but I I don't see with, especially with the move where they made, where they hired a new quarterback coach, like, to me, that signals like, oh, we're gonna invest. Like we're invested into a Brian Flores already said at the end of the you know end of the season that you know he came out off rip without anybody asking him. He said, "Two is our guy. He's our starter next year, regardless." So, um, and just the just that just that move of getting a quarterback coach for the Dolphins tells me that they're, they're not trading for a quarter. Like they're not trading. They're sticking with with Tua for right now. So maybe maybe they, they hired an OC. No, they didn't. He's they're keeping him as well, which I'm pissed off about. Um, I thought he retired. I thought Shane Gailey retired. Did he? I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he retired. Shane Gailey, he, he's the, the OC, hell? right? Well, you're telling me news that I didn't know. We're <laughs> talking about this. Because <laughs> oh, no, because oh, he resigned. He resigned. Yeah, he, he resigned. Oh, January like, 6th. So that was just just came out. Oh shit, you're breaking news to me, my friend. <laughs> Let me see if they got an OC. For all we know, they got a fucking OC. I did not hear that because I heard they put out a press thing where I thought it was an accident of like, oh, Changeli, whatever. But I guess they got rid of him. Maybe Eric Miami, Bianami. One one day ago, George Godsey is a good is co offensive coordinator. Oh shit! So Studsville Godsey co offensive coordinators. Uh, let me see where they came from. Yeah, so they're going. You guys are going to have two offensive coordinators. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Eric Eric Studsville and George Godsey. Um, QB coach Charlie Fry will run that room, help develop Tua. Um, Dolphins felt the combo of Eric Studsville and George Godsey was better to run defense than external options they interviewed. So these are internal guys. So we'll see. Uh, um, I mean, Eric Bieniemy, he's one of the coach, right? He's going to be in the Super Bowl again. He's a good guy. He ain't leaving unless he becomes uh, yeah. a, coach. a head coach. Yeah, he's not going to be a head coach. He's not going to be an offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. I'd rather stay with fucking Kansas City and be a offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Oh, well, he. I mean, he's going to be a coach. Who would you rather that's have, Tua or nice. fucking Patrick Mahomes? Who'd you rather be on your team? Got a question? <laughs> so, I like. I would love to have Eric be enemy, but that he that guy ain't gonna leave for fucking Tua. Um, well, he if he's leaving, he's leaving for a head coaching position. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think which is uh, this year's gonna be next year. Yeah, at this point. And they already hired. I mean, most of the Jets hired. They're all gone. Was, There's no more yeah. spots. Yeah. So I think somebody, it's part of the reasons because he uh, he's in the Super Bowl. It's hard, you know. A lot of these guys that got hired are were like yeah, week they, one playoffs or. It's hard to come a coach unless the team holds out. But I mean, as a team that's not in the playoffs, like it's you don't really want to wait that long. Like you know, like you, you need to start building a staff because then all those other positional staffs are going to get filled up. Because I think almost every team, like I know the Jags, I think I've pretty much filled up our whole staff. Urban Myers filled up the whole staff. I know a lot of other teams have. Like so, if you wait till the end of the Super Bowl and then you're able to hire him. And then he's got to put together a staff, and then it's, you're just yeah. so behind the eight ball. More than likely, if you're 
picking up a coach. You're not a good team, so you need to like, yeah, it, it's Although, hard. All the firing, the firing and the hiring always happen before the season. You know, before the Super Bowl happens. So yeah. it's like if, if they didn't announce it Black by now, Monday. yeah, if they didn't announce it by now, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to get picked up by another team. Oh, nobody. I mean, there's no positions open now. The Houston was the last one, and they picked up some the assistant head coach of uh, the Baltimore Ravens for the. And apparently, he's been assistant for like 17 years. What? <laughs> Joe Joe fell asleep. Joe fell asleep while Julie and you were talking. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> you all right there, buddy? I took a notification. Oh. <laughs> I look down on my, on my phone. Anyways, is that it for that? We got more NFL talk we want to get into or. I'm gonna talk about uh, gonna preview the Super Bowl real quick. Yeah, um, uh, forget to it. I got I got next year. I'm talking about next year. <laughs> All right, so let, let's bring this up. So after seeing what the Rams gave up and the Rams not having a first round pick for fucking years to come, and they haven't had any for years, what do you feel about this method of saying fuck your draft picks? We're just gonna trade them all off and get uh free agents. I mean, we even see it in the NBA. Like, I mean, look at the Harden trade. Or do you like the idea of building through the draft and having long-term success? And you might not do a quick flip immediately, but you're building through the draft, long-term success. You get to homegrown players, develop them, everything. I feel like I feel like it depends on what your goals are for the team. If you want to win immediately, you're going to go through free agency. If you're looking at your five-year plan, you're going to trust the draft, right? And I, I feel like that's for any sport, right? You're going to get big-name free agents, and you're going to put, you know, yourselves in that position to where, yo, we need to win now, you know? But obviously, it depends on the history of the team and what teams we're talking about and see what they want. Now, those sleeper teams that go through the draft who have zero expectations and they're losing every year and you kind of don't pay attention – but then out of nowhere, you know, they have the little three, five year plan and they all come together like and then they all they have a playoff run. And then everybody's like all surprised because they don't have any all star players on their team. No, I really feel like it just depends on what they're what you're looking for that year. In my opinion. So how do you feel about the Rams doing the getting rid of all their stuff and just well, going if, all if, in? You're getting, if you're getting rid of draft picks, that means you believe in the guy you got and you're going to have uh, immediate success. You're risking it. You're getting you're getting rid of your draft picks. You you feel like you're gonna have immediate success. Yeah, this yeah. whole trust the process. You know, sell it. You know, sell your futures for right now. Um, and I think I mean I think for Rams, like I think it's worth it because you know they got to the playoffs. It seems that their biggest probably hurdle was Jared Goff. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean they had a pretty staunch defense. Um, they have some, like a weapons uh, Woods and and. And Cup are one of the best, like the best blocking receivers, the best tag team uh, as far as blocking receivers. Um, so it seems like they were a quarterback away. Um, I think that they'll still be posed to be, you know, playoff, you know, a championship worthy, championship, you know, ready. Yeah, as long as everybody stays healthy, whatever. Um, uh, I, I'm against. I'm against the idea of trust the process of like we're just gonna lose and tank. I, I just hate that mentality. I know sometimes you have to do it. So if you're in that position of, well, 
might as well get a draft pick. I, I just I don't like that mentality from the from the jump. You know what I mean? You give team. Well, we're not talking about like tanking. We're talking about just like like Patriots, for example. They've all their players are homegrown, all developed. They they raised them. All this stuff. Like we're not talking about like deliberately yeah. tanking and getting rid of all your players and like. Getting rid of everybody, cleaning up through the draft. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, tanking is part of just being like, instead of thinking of winning or, or you know, I mean, I guess as as a whole, you have to have people who are smart enough to like manage, you know, uh, manage the the budget, manage the role, uh, the uh, I, I just forgot the word for it. Uh, just manage the money well and getting you know good value for you know good bang for your buck, good value for your dollar. Because yeah, you can get good players, but if you're pay, you know you're overpaying them, you know yeah. you're, you're giving you're giving whatever million to, to yeah. Albert Pujols. It's like how long you know what I mean like whatever. Um, so you need you know it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole uh, entity thing, right? It's, it's it's the front office and you know and the players and the coaches. Yeah. So it's a whole effort of like getting the people in the right position as far as the money, as far as your scouting, as far as your coaches to develop those, these players. Um, if you have those bright pieces in place, then, you know, you can do both. You can draft well and you can develop players or get veteran players or whatever. Um, it's just, it's a lot more risk with the draft because um, like you said earlier, like usually the best play, you know, not all the time, not all the time, but usually the best players are coming out of the first, second round draft. Like rarely do you ever see, you know, guys from the seventh round, like Tom Brady or something from the fifth round, seventh round that become, become amazing players. Cause it's just so rare that people would just miss that kind of talent and just not see it. Um, you know, maybe they needed to get into the NFL, to get the NFL speed, to get the NFL experience, be on a practice squad for a little bit. And they pick up the skill. You know what I mean? They didn't peak mm -hmm. at college. They're peaking, you know, in the NFL. Um, so, uh, but as far as like trusting the process, you know, like when I say tanking, it's just tanking for the draft. Like looking forward more to the draft than actual the season of play, where you can actually compete against teams and and try to win that. You know, try to get into the playoffs, whatever. Um, I, I I like that mentality more. I mean, sometimes you have to do it. If if you're really a quarterback, you know what I mean. Like you know, kind of like the Dolphins are in this situation. Like if you think you're a quarterback away and you need to draft Tua. And draft them and stick with them and ride with them because you put everything you put everything on the line. I mean, you you bet you bet all on him. So stick with it, ride with it, give him some help, give him a quarterback, give him some talent, put everything into this tour train. So that way you can't say, oh well, you know, uh, you know, you, you, it's it's rare to just find some, you know, um, I don't know, some. Hall of Fame player off the draft. You know what I mean? It takes time to develop. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, you know, these kind of, they have prospect. There's prospect to do well, but um, it's rare that you're going to hit a fucking home run every time you draft. Like, this just not, you know, it's one out of 32, whatever the fucking odds are to draft a Hall of Fame player every time. So, because like, well, I think, I, I would say, so like, like, um, so my thoughts on it is like, I think the preferred method is to build through the draft and build your players because, but not everybody has that eye. I mean, one of the greatest, I mean, scouts and like front offices ever, I mean, was the Colts for all those years of Bill Polian and all those Tony Junji and all those years. I mean, they made studs and out of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And it's all about just finding those guys, but not even only just finding those guys, but having the right staff to build those guys which 
It, it's, I mean, it's rare to see. I mean, we've only seen, I think it's part of the reason why the Patriots have been good for so many years. Part of the reason why the Colts are always relevant, like no matter who's at QB, it's being able to to build those. And maybe some somebody like the Rams where maybe they don't trust their draft process as much or I don't I mean, everybody has a different method of about going about things. I think obviously the preferred way you want to do this is trusting the draft or just the organization as a whole, because I mean, if you're in a great organization, you know, everyone's on top of their stuff, you know, good chemistry. But that's what makes a great, that's what makes you able to have your draft picks hit. Yeah, I mean, no, you, yeah. like how many first overall picks yeah. so, that end up being bust? So shit organizations with no money, they have to only rely on the draft, but since they're a shit organization, they're not going to really develop their players then. Well, more than likely, if you're a shit organization, you have money. More than likely, because you don't really have any players that you're playing big time. So, I mean, I obviously, I think there's a the way I look at free agency is it's a place to get to fill pieces, but not to build your whole team. And like what the Rams did, for example, it works because, and I'm sure the Colts are going to find somebody, and I hope they do. Um, because it's it's a, where you have this team and you just need that one piece and you the other all the other pieces are like super bowl ready you just need that one piece to help complete it and stafford is that piece for the rams and whoever the colts end up deciding to get that is them for the colts because the colts i mean have a stacked defense they have an amazing running game you have some receivers on the outside the best o-line in the game they are literally a quarterback away so i'm okay with them probably getting rid of some of their picks but i mean as you can see they really value their picks and it, obviously that organization it does work because they don't want to give up the first round picks and they've proven time and time again they've hit their picks over and over and over again and i don't think it's so much i mean there is luck involved into it but i think the great dynasties have found this rhythm to constantly keep on pushing out good players and i <clears throat> i you what you can see with the Rams is a weird situation because you could see like they're giving up two first round picks, but you can you can say that Stafford is your first round pick, and then you're giving up another one so you can keep him. And Stafford's still young; he's only 32 years old. At this rate, he can play for another 10 years, so he is a long term answer. But it's um, but the one problem with you see what a lot of free agency teams, and I mean you see it in basketball now, is when these guys leave. Because when they leave, the organization's in disarray. Like it's, it's destroyed because they were never because they were never able to build and have people trust into this organization that they have built. Because you have no homegrown players that are able to do. And I I do kind of like with the Rams because the, the Rams actually do hit on some of their later round picks. They do like Cam Akers is like a third round pick. Um, they they they've had some good talent that they hit in the later rounds. So if they trust their late round evaluations and they're like, you know what, fuck our first round and pick somebody up, if that works for them, and it seems like they it has for the most part, then go for it. But teams that are solely built, I can't think of a team at the top of my head right now, but there's been teams that have I've seen that just get solely built off free agency and it just it doesn't work. It it doesn't it doesn't set you up for long term because you're just hiding the fact that you probably have a bad coaching staff. Just from the fact that you spent all your money on these players, and that's the point I made earlier. Depending on the goals of the team, you're gonna go free agency if you're if you're looking for immediate results. You're not really looking long term. You know, if you're gonna invest in your draft and 
you know, get these homegrown, you know, players and everything like that. Yeah, you're trying to think long-term success, but if that's been failing for some organizations, they, they're going to switch their route. And you're gone. I mean, that organization has to like, yeah. I mean, GM's got to go. Because, I mean, like, if football's a team sport, you can't just you can't just grab well, everybody off the agency. People to, you know, hold it down for the, for the you, whole Yeah, you, you have to draft people. Like, you, you're not going to be in – you, you, you got to have those people that you developed because these because these free agents, a lot of times they have no ties to you, really. They're kind of mostly there for the money or trying to get a ring like they, they have no really ties or maybe even buy into your culture. Yeah. So that's why I say I look at it as like you get them as pieces. you like, but don't build your whole team around it. Like if you need to fill in a spot and like you don't like what's coming into the draft and you need like a really good immediate success right there. Go get your guy fucking overpay him, whatever you, you can do, go grab him. But like when you're talking about building an entire team, like you, you got to draft, man, you got to draft because you're just hiding from the fact that you can't draft. Well, said, well said. speaking of good organizations, who do you think is responsible for the Patriot way, mm. Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Who I mean, is more integral to that organization and the reason why they became the greatest dynasties you American sports has ever seen? I mean, obviously, I think the easy answer is Bill Belichick, right? Because he's he's been there the longest. Really? He's, I think so. He's, he's the stiff one. He's the no-nonsense guy. Come here. Do your job. Everybody has a job. And you see all these guys come out. You know, it's so funny. Uh, you you know, whenever uh, on ESPN, whenever something's going on with the Patriots, they always go to Teddy Bruschi, and Teddy Bruschi is like, "This was the Patriot way. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick never allows such a thing. You cannot come into our locker room and just talk to Antonio Brown. You're gonna have to stick to Bill Belichick's whatever, whatever. It's it's a you know, it's I guess you know, as far as you know, building culture, talking about you know, uh, as far as organizations, like you need that stability of somebody who's gonna set the expectations and the rules, and um, and then you get people to buy into that into that culture of whatever you're trying to establish or whatever discipline or toughness or whatever. Um, and, and that's how you get sustained, um, you know, relevancy, I guess, you know, with being able to be in the playoffs or be, everybody's talking about you, you know, we're, we're running more Patriot highlights, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes from that stability of like, you need somebody, the top down, right? They need somebody at the top to, to set the expectations, set the rules, set the whatever. Exactly what I was thinking now. The culture of, of, of yeah. What else are you gonna say, Jojo? No, nah, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say it starts from the top down. Yeah, you could give Tom Brady all his credit, which uh, I'm not against him. You know, obviously he made it to the Super Bowl without Belichick, but the question was for the whole Patriots dynasty, like who was more impactful? I mean, obviously Tom Brady was a quarterback. You know what I mean? He led the team. You know, he was out there on the field playing. But again, that does start with. The coach, you know, Bill Belichick, right? Yeah, he had the Patriots had a down season. Everyone can laugh about it. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. But you, you had to think, like you said, now long-term, right? Right. So they did what they had to do those, those years with Brady and Belichick. Yeah, they had a bad season. They had Cam Newton, who just got back from injury. They didn't really have any big-name players, you know, terrible defense. They didn't really have any weapons out there. So I'd say let's see, give him a chance to see what moves he makes, you know what I mean, as a coach, see what he can do, uh, see if they can bounce back. And continue being the Patriots. The reason why I bring this up is because I don't know if you guys heard, but Danny, Danny Amendola came out speaking about this. And he basically said, 
when you see the Patriot way in the dictionary dictionary, it's got Tom Brady's picture next to it. None of these coaches caught any passes. Tom Brady is the Patriot way. That's why he's in the Super Bowl and the Patriots aren't. That is I mean, from a former Patriot, Danny, I mean, former Super Bowl champion. But that's kind of dismissive, I guess, of other Patriots, right? There's other people that won, Rodney Harrison, yeah. Ty Law. There's other players that played for the Patriots before, before Danny Mandola. You know, so, I mean, I guess I, whatever. I, he's a wide receiver, so that's his bias. He's going to stick up for his guy and be like, oh, Tom Brady, he's the greatest. Because he is the greatest. He is the greatest football player. He's the greatest football co uh, so I've ever seen. Okay. Here's my thought process on it. My thought process is I'm leaning more towards Tom Brady, honestly, because when you look at all these things, Tom Brady, I, I feel when people want to go to New England, when people wanted to go to New England, they wanted to go to play for who? They wanted to play for Tom Brady. I don't think they, I mean, obviously Belichick and all this, but they were there. They wanted to play for Tom Brady. Tom Brady has the standard of excellence to be the greatest, work harder than anybody else. Like first one in, last one out. And he it's it's part of the reason why he is the GOAT and why he's gone and won six Super Bowl rings, been to 10 Super Bowls. And uh, I look at this and... Tom Brady, he is constantly always taking pay cuts on his contracts because he's a team first guy. He he's he's never had he's only ever had one Pro Bowl receiver, which is Randy Moss. He never had a ton of support, but what always kept the Patriots in was because you knew number twelve was going to get you there because of what he demanded from his teammates and what he demanded from his coaches. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago when he was yelling at, um, I think, Josh McDaniels or was it Bill O'Brien on the sideline? Yeah, one of the coaches. Like, he got to it. It was one of the, it was either Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels. It was one of the OCs. And he was just like, yeah. And like, you look at him and he's just like, Tom Brady's the ultimate like leader. Like, and the reason why I take some of this credit away from Bill Belichick, I think Bill Belichick's a great defensive yeah. mind, but he, He's never been able to build a great team around him except for like the early 2000s era. Like he's he's never been able to give him like the best offense. And I think what makes Tom Brady so great is the fact that like I think people wanted to go there for him and learn from him and what he has done and how and what he demands. Yeah. Because Tom Brady is a coach. I mean, I look at the same way with Peyton Manning. Like outside of those Tony Dungy years, people wanted people went to where Peyton Manning went because people trust the process that Peyton Manning did. Peyton Manning is one of the greatest because of his his desire to be excellent, yeah, like and be the greatest. Operation, everything is a student, you know, students of the game, both these guys. And I agree with you, you know, with all Tom Brady thing. And again, like, you know, when when you really look at it, yeah, I know I said, you know, obviously it starts, you know, from the top down. Um but it's it's the little things, especially in those games where you know those game-winning drives, you know all those clutch performances, along with the leadership, which causes them to get all those wins. Let me ask you this: Do you, if you had a pick right now in your organization, do you take Tom Brady or do you take Bill Belichick? Oh, Tom Brady in his prime. Tom Brady. Oh, have you said Tom Brady now or Bill Belichick now? You can't go quarterback of all time or a coach. Like you're gonna start with. <laughs> yeah, we know that we know that now because of the results. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, would you take Phil Jackson or Michael Jordan? 
Exactly. Who's more important to you, your franchise? Like you're gonna talk, you're gonna pick the player because. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like who's more important to your franchise? Like, and well, I think people people go there because of the quarterback that's there, and the and and who he is and the aura that he has, and like you know, so, like I heard somebody talking about like how like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning they would talk about like how like they would bring in like other players or draft players and they look at them like they're in awe like they're like holy shit like this is fucking tom brady that i'm playing with but being able to handle that and humble yourself down to like be a good teammate and just act like another guy and like i think that that takes a lot and i think people people love their quarterback like their teammates love their quarterback they ride for their quarterback that's the most important position on the field like it's easy to be like, oh, I'm going to pull this quarterback. I'm starting my team with him. But it's like, so do do coaches only get credit if they win with, let's say, a whack team? But we're not talk- – but the thing is, I'm not – they're talking about the Patriot way, like right. the like how they do things. A great coach. It's kind of hard to differentiate which one was actually the most important. If they're just I playing- think Bill Belichick is a great play caller. He is a great defensive mind. But when you're talking about the Patriot way of how they do things, how they run things, I think there's no coincidence that what 90% of these Patriot people that come from the Patriot way don't end up turning out to be anything. I mean, look at all these guys that come from the Patriot system. They turn out to do nothing. And now it's all kind of making sense. Okay, now that up that point is definitely more clarifying than what you're saying. Yeah, because you're talking. They're talking. They're discussing the Patriot way, like who, like who is responsible for the Patriot way. And I think when you think of the Patriots, I think everybody will always think of Tom Brady as like a Patriot. Like he's just and and what he demanded from his team and everything. Bill Belichick, who's a very soft spoken, quiet guy, he's a great defensive mind. He's a he's, the greatest coach ever but when you're talking about the patriots way and the culture i think tom brady is that guy when you look at when you think of patriot culture and he brought it down to tampa he's elevated the play of so many players in tampa to the point where now they're in the super bowl and they had everybody picked them to lose against green bay so we'll see another season another year we'll see what Bill Belichick has up his sleeve. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm really curious. But speaking of Tom Brady, let's talk about this Super Bowl. Gabe? Yo, last, last episode I was on, I asked you guys, this is what I said. I'm like, if we see Tom Brady and Mahomes and you guys, nah, Rodgers got it for sure, right? Yeah, I closed that off. I said, if we see. They should have made it. I mean, I wanted Rodgers to go, right? I already picked him. But I'm saying, if, if Mahomes beats Brady is this a passing of the torch is this it right here is Mahomes going to be the next Tom Brady I think quite possibly I mean he has the biggest contract that he signed I mean and he's back to back in a Super Bowl again I mean there's only you know how many people can say that they went back to back you know their second year yeah and VP already yeah so I mean Patrick Mahomes is the future, man. Like the, the, the some of the stuff he does on the field is just crazy. Like the no look throws, the sidearm underneath. Uh, is some of the stuff he does is like it's like how, it makes it look so easy. 
I'm like, it's like, oh, you look at him and you're like, oh, I can go out there and do that. But like some of this shit is impossible. Throwing it across the body, um, the way he moves around the pocket. Um, so like he, this, the he's accuracy. the future, future of the league. Like, you know, um, you know, there's a couple of veterans out there, but as far as young quarterbacks, like he he's the guy. He's like he's gonna be the face of the league for a while. As long as he can stay healthy, um, like there's nobody there's nobody that they're you know, talent wise that can match Patrick Mahomes. Like so, Mahomes, so it's a passing of the torch. If Mahomes wins, it's a passing of the torch. I say Mahomes will Tom Brady will physically get a torch, light it up <laughs> on the field, on the day, on Super Bowl Day. If the if the Chiefs win, he will pass a physical torch to Patrick Mahomes. And it'll be on camera. I, I watch. I bet you. Bro, Brady's yeah. not done, man. Brady said he's playing to 46. He's got four more years at this rate. He got three more, three or four more seasons. He says he's gonna play. I don't think Brady's done, man. He's coming back. Another question for you guys: If Brady loses, does this tarnish his legacy? Hell no. No. That's that's an easy question. Hell no. I mean, everybody, everybody's picking him to lose this game, anyways, and they're not tarnishing. I don't think it. How can we have the same? Not not to speak of how can we don't treat LeBron with that same mentality? Why would his final losses, you know, everything tarnish his legacy? But it's about you know he you know his appearances. Now if Brady loses another one, which we all know he's the greatest. Yeah, that's fine. But no, I think it's a different sport. Like what I was talking about earlier is you're talking about it. Basketball, you have five. You have five great teams. Like you, like we're coming into the season and think about it. They're they're playing. Like there's going to be like, like I said, there's only five good teams, maybe four that are real title contenders. And you're going to go there and like, look at all those years. LeBron just, he dominated the East because half the league, half the league in the East was below 500. And I think you're talking about a different sport. You're talking about football where you're not guaranteed to make it the next year. Listen, You can have the most stacked team ever, but for, for the fact that Tom Brady year in and year out, was has been able to make the Super Bowl probably half the years that he's played is remarkable, like in the game of football. Like that, like Peyton Manning only won one with the Colts and it was right at the end. And there's also like there is some luck involved. I mean, you take away some of those ridiculous, crazy Giants Super Bowls, the game, the Super Bowls with the, against the Giants, you're talking about eight rings right there. Like, in a, in a sport, like I said, that is the hardest sport to win in. Like, it is the hardest to win in. And the one thing that, like, I heard somebody bring this up with, like, Jordan, too. And the, the, the problem with LeBron is that the thing is with Jordan, he never had to prove anything. He just, he was crowned the greatest of all time. He just was. Like, people didn't question it. They didn't do it. They were just like, we look at this guy. Yeah, we watched that Patriots Super Bowl against the Falcons. We saw that re- incredible comeback. There was no question. We just looked at it and like, this guy's the goat. Like, it's just it, it, it's just it. Like, I, I remember feeling that way. Like when I saw that game, because it was always like up in the air. I was like, oh, Peyton, Brady, Montana, Marino. But then we saw that Super Bowl, and like that just did it. Okay. For everybody. Let's get back to the root of the question, right? I get it. GOAT status, all that. All I'm saying is specifically the number of finals, appearances, championship appearances, whatever you want to call it, 
and the win loss record. I'm, I'm my thing is like so if Brady takes an L right now, this it won't tarnish his legacy one little not, bit. Not at all. All right, unless he does something crazy like which I don't think is going to happen. It's unless, impossible. It's unless impossible. He does the fact that he's 43 in the Super Bowl is incredible. Yeah, anything he does on the field after, you know, from now on forward, like it's not going to tarnish his 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 his, uh, his legacy. You know I mean, he him do being something. in the Super Bowl alone is an impressive feat. Him being from the fact that leaving a team he's been a part of for twenty I, years, I, I can see that. And I agree with that. But it's like, damn, bro, people got to put some respect on LeBron's name as well. Then it's like, a different sport, yeah, I, dude. It's a different people, sport. People, listen, people finals appearance, right? All I'm saying is like, whether the win loss record, whatever it is, like you yeah. you doing what you got to do to get your team there. And whatever the outcome is, like that's cool. Like you know, that's well, it, like like I said, it's a different sport. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl, and we still look at him as one of the top five quarterbacks. If football's, it's it's a whole different game. It's your basketball. You are judged by your championships because the the nature of the sport. It's only five people on a court, and you're talking about football where there's eleven players on both sides of the ball. Like it, it it's it's. It, and then you're talking about rotational guys. It, there's just so much to football, and the fact that he's been able to consistently go there year in and year out is incredible. It's I think, like I think people don't think about it that much because they hate Tom Brady and all this stuff. But when you really boil it down, Drew Brees only won one. Like you, you look at all these greats, and none of them have six rings except for Terry Bradshaw, which was like a whole different era. But like you look at this now and look at all the greats, like. It's incredible. It's the greatest yeah. dynasty in sports history. Like I think you gotta respect just definitely like probably will never happen again for a quarterback. It'll yeah. probably never happen again in any sport. Like I can't imagine like like you gotta like, respect years of dominance. Like I mean you gotta like, respect the longevity the longevity and LeBron, him. LeBron's at four. You don't think he's getting six? Well, this season he might get another one, bro. Like I said, we're talking about a different sport, though. We're talking about a different sport. Yeah, any sport. I'm going for what you just said. Six will probably not happen in any other sport. I'm just asking a question. LeBron's after. No, I'm not saying six. I'm not talking Shit. about titles. I'm talking about just dominance of 20 oh. years of dominance. I'm not talking about rings. Football. If you want to talk oh, yeah. about football rings versus basketball rings, it, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh. It doesn't compete. You got to respect the longevity and him being healthy enough to even be available to not only is his, his greatness is the way he performs, but him being healthy enough to be even able to have such a long career, like football career quarterbacks, they don't last that long. Like, yeah. well, well especially because it's a, it's a, it's a position of intelligence too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is starters. such a, I'll say quarterbacks starters, starters don't last this, that, that, that lasts as long as, as Tom Brady, but, that's because he's he's kind of the anomaly, right? Just like the same thing with LeBron. He's the anomaly. Like the amount of mileage that they have on their bodies is crazy. Um, but that just speaks to their greatness. Like, and people want to debate, oh, is he great? Is he not great? You know, people want to debate it now or whatever, but you know, come 10 years, whatever, 10, 20 years from now, people are gonna be loving on LeBron, and be like, damn, he was really good. Like he fucking went to the playoff every fucking year. Uh, he always was in contention. He got this many, many rings. You gotta appreciate uh that kind of longevity, like I said, because not every player does, gets that. You know what I mean? To start and be that good for that long, we just talked about Hank Aaron the other week. Like, to be that good for that long, like, is incredible. It's an incredible feat. And that's what puts you up, with, you know, in the Hall of Fame with, with the GOATs. And that's why I think, like, Tom – the reason why I give Tom Brady so much – I just, like – and that's why I'm – like, football just doesn't compare to any sports because, like, it's just so hard. It's so hard. Like, 
you can't win one championship in basketball and looked at and be looked at as the greatest or one of the greatest or the top 10, even like you have to win multiple championships football. There's countless guys that have only won one or didn't win any and still looked at as the greatest. It's just, it's a whole different sport. And, and for him to do that in such a team oriented sport is just so ridiculously impressive. It's, it's insane. It's I mean, incredible. I can argue that. I agree, but I won't go there. <laughs> yeah, we about to wrap this up because I gotta go. I go to the bathroom. Oh, you got a date. <laughs> got a- All right, so uh, let's get our picks for the Super Bowl. I'm picking the I'm picking Mahomes because until you beat the champion, they hold the crown. Mahomes. Chiefs. Oh, you know, I've I've learned my lesson on the Chiefs are gonna be the Patriots. I'm telling you, they're gonna be the piece the Chiefs are the next Patriots. It's tough, bro, because every time I bet against Brady, this man proves me wrong. That's how I felt with Baker Mayfield. Every single time. <laughs> I was like, realistically, man, like, I know the the Tom Brady, you know, they're the underdogs, the Bucks, but I, I feel like they're going to figure out a way to win the game. How are they the under, underdogs at home, yo? How are they the underdogs at home? <laughs> They're not going to shoot off the cannons. They're not allowed to do like any of like the home game stuff. It's like kind of stupid. I wish it was like they made it like a home game for them. Right, hilarious. Who do I think is going to win? The Bucks. Who do I want to win? The Chiefs. Hedge your bets. Hedge your bets. There you go. <laughs> really? I'm opposite. I I think the Chiefs are going to win. Like, I think it's – I mean, they're the reason why they're the favorites. They're just unstoppable. Nobody's been able to stop them. They're unstoppable. But, what? man, there's just something Great. about Brady, dude. You're there's just for the Super Bowl, and you got a guy, like you said, you've been praising all night, Brady, and you're going to count against him after I heard you talk about it? <laughs> no, let me finish. Let me finish. What I'm saying is, like, every stat is telling you that the Chiefs are going to win. Every stat. No, I, like, I, I I get what you're saying. And, and like, but what I'm saying is it's hard. Like I, like I said, if I had to put money on it, I would probably put money on the chiefs, but I have a hard time picking against the bucks because of that number 12 on the other side. It is so hard to count out against Tom Brady. Man, like okay. I, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers had this game in the bag. I really did. But I do think if this game is won by the Bucks, it's not because of Brady. I think it's going to be because of the defense. I think the defense is going to be able to stop them. Because um, obviously Tom Brady's not playing like how he was like five years ago. Yeah. But if they win that game, it's going to be because of defense. But he always finds a way to show up. Like it, like when it matters the most, like whether it's hitting Scotty Miller over the fucking top against Green Bay. That's or just like, and that's like, it might not. He might not put up fifty points and five. But when it matters, or when he needs to score, or on that drive, he's gonna get you there. Whether it's I don't know, like right before the half, getting you going, or last two minutes of the fourth quarter, whichever one. And I've learned not to bet against this man. And he always plays better in the playoffs. I mean, he always he always does when it when they're important games. And like that's why I said, like if this was regular season, I bet Chiefs all day. Oh, I really, but like this is the Super Bowl, and you have the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody has more experience than this guy. It is just how can you bet a bet? Like how can you bet against them? I mean, everybody did. Who do I think? Greatest is- comeback in sports history. Bucks. I think who I want to win is the Chiefs. 
And we got to wrap this up because Gabe's got a hot date tonight. You don't want to tell us, but that's where you, you know, yeah. spray some cologne out. COVID-19 date, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wear your mask, bro. <laughs> so real quick, I want to add in, um, we're going to, me and Gabe, Jojo, you're welcome to join. You probably will. I'm not sure. We're going to do a live reaction to the Super Bowl. We're going to live stream it and everything. We're going to hop on at 645 Sunday. And we're going to hop on here. We're going to get all our live reactions. We're going to preview it. And then we're going to watch it all together, ask questions, whatever, get our full reactions. We'll so put up the box score. Come, we can yeah, watch. we're going to put up the box score and everything. We're going to do a full, like, live reaction of the Super Bowl. It's going to be like me tweeting, but talking. <laughs> Maybe I'll tweet, too. Yeah. I'll tweet, too. Jojo's probably going to be late if he decides to join. Probably going to be late as always, but all right, here we go, guys. End of our episodes concludes it. Thanks for tuning in. Real Fans Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. The bottom right there. Come on, you know, some listens on uh, Spotify out here. Really appreciate any support. Peace out, y'all. Till next time. All right. See ya.